That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Hello and welcome to Content Incapable, where I try to figure out what it really means to adult. Today I spoke to Carrie of Fandom's Gone Wrong all about her massive doll collection. We spoke about a lot of things, including different kinds of dolls and the art of doll dressing up and finding a good bargain. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Content and Capable, Carrie. It's nice to have you back. Oh, good to be back. Thanks for having mm. me. Well, it's certainly a pleasure. I can't wait to um, just chat with you about adult doll collecting. <laughs> um, it is a thing. Yeah, it. we might jump right into it. So what is adult doll collecting? Well, for me, I collect mostly Barbie dolls. So... Mm-hmm. That means looking for good deals on Barbie dolls that I like. I like to stick mm-hmm. to certain certain types of dolls as far as the Barbies go. A lot of reproductions of the dolls I grew up with. Um, or if I can find in good condition older dolls, as in the ones I actually did mm-hmm. grow up with, that's even better. Yeah. Um, I do like the dolls that were like the generation before me, like the original dolls. But those are mm-hmm. a little expensive to get a hold of in good condition. Like. Five, ten, twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, not my kind of budget. <laughs> yeah, not with the volume Unfor- of dolls I have. <laughs> no, unfortunately, that 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 might be a little bit out of uh, a normal person's price range. Yes, and yet there are um, collectors who are totally up for it. It's crazy. Yeah, and so how did you get started doll collecting? Like, was it something you did as a child or? So as a kid, I really loved playing with my dolls, especially my Barbie dolls. Really, really loved them. And um, at about 12 years old, I was informed that I was too old to play with dolls. Yes. So my grandmother offered this poor 12-year-old 100 bucks cash to sell her dolls. I squirreled away my favorite doll and a couple of my favorite outfits and gave all the rest away. For 100 bucks cash back in 1980, that was a lot of money. <laughs> For a 12-year-old. <laughs> so um, didn't get to, you know, I had those dolls, just kind of squirreled away that last doll, squirreled away my stuff, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. for years and years and years. And somehow they got lost, sadly. A um, couple years after college, I was working a job with this um, guy who mm-hmm. liked Barbie dolls. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. He had all his sister's Barbie dolls. He had houses and dolls and he dressed them up and he he was really into it. And we had Mm -hmm. discussed that I felt bad about having given up my dolls when I was younger because I really liked them. So he bought me a doll, my first doll in my adulthood. Um, It was a pizza party skipper, pizza hut themed pizza party skipper. And he insisted not only that I take it out of the box, but play with it at work, which is kind of interesting because he was my boss. (laughs) um but yeah so that's where it started after that i just kind of went bananas wow and so when you say doll collecting is there like a a point in which like it's like obviously doll collecting doll collecting but is there a point in which where like you have to like draw a line and go oh i like were there points where you got like oh, I don't have money, or oh, I don't have room, or oh, you know, I just can't buy more dolls at this time. Yeah, throughout time there's been issues. Obviously money can be an issue with expensive mm-hmm. dolls. Um, and most of my dolls usually range in the, you know, 30 to to $100 range. So they're not most of them very expensive, um, relatively. Um, yeah. 
space at this point is an issue. At this point, I only buy dolls that I truly like, that I truly love. If I don't love it, it's not going to get bought because there's no room for it. I have taken over a doll room that we built specifically for the dolls. They are also squirreled away in my family room, in my bedroom closet. (laughs) Some of them are in the office downstairs. They're pretty much all over the place at this point. And so, yeah, I'm trying to figure out ways to reduce my collection because I have somewhere between 1,200 and 1,500 dolls. I'm not sure exactly at this point. I haven't done a recent inventory. So I tried to inventory a couple years ago, and I think it got as far as like 1,300 before I got exhausted it's it's a big process yeah that is a, a huge process i'm always amazed with people who collect things because i just don't have the patience to like <laughs> buy things and then like keep them and look after them um especially especially with small children like in my family still like i'm always like worried that i'm gonna have something wrecked what's your most favorite doll my most favorite doll gee that's hard there are so many Um, I'm going to say right now, and Charlie will kill me because Charlie also wants this doll. Uh, It is a hybrid. I took a doll that was a simple doll and I put a head on it that I liked better. So this is the doll. I'll show it to you. You can see it, but no one else can see it. It is basically a Model Muse body type, which is a really super skinny Barbie doll that's posed like a model would pose. And the head on the doll has pink streaks in her hair because it used to be a Fairytopia fairy. So I took Ah. the head off the Fairytopia fairy. So it's got like nice pink streaks in her hair. The makeup is nice and subtle. Um, So she's not overdone. Um, Mm. And I just, I love that doll. I like to dress it up. It sits right on my desk. Um, Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite dolls. But I have a lot (laughs) that I love. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, what... When you explain to like other people uh, and other adults that you collect dolls, what are some of the in- reactions that you get? Well, most people think it's, oh, yeah, you collect dolls, you know. They, they act like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. It's, it's a childish thing, maybe. It is. But you know what? Then they see them. Mm-hmm. Every so often I'll bring someone who I know who thinks, oh, yeah, you collect dolls, up to see the room where the dolls are displayed, and it floors people. It literally floors them. They just look and they're like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. This is crazy. I love it. And I can't understand it (laughs) at the same time (laughs) because it's so much. Kids love to come through and look Mm. at the room. I don't let them play in here. I do have dolls that they could play with. And plenty of Charlie's old dolls are around for them to play with if we have little kids over. But it's yeah, I like looking at your background reminds me of like my parents cupboard. Um, which is an interesting story because mum complains that dad has too many clothes <laughs> um, because he works for the army. So he's got like five sets of uniforms and then like the old set and the new set and like mm-hmm. the current set. And I just go, you know, when when mum complains about dad's clothes, people go, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the guy in the family has got, you know, a clothes problem. And then they walk into my parents' cupboard and they go, oh, yeah, there is like three quarters of that cupboard that is just my father's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, so when you go like buying for dolls, what's your process? So at this point, I most of it's been done online these days Mm -hmm. unfortunately back in the day when we had lots of toy stores around to compete i would go looking through the stores to find dolls that i liked i was looking for dolls with hair that would look good out of the box i am not Mm -hmm. a hairstylist by any means so if the doll needs hair to be fixed 
I probably wouldn't buy it unless I really loved the doll's outfit, in which case I would buy it, strip the outfit, and sell the doll cheaply to mm-hmm. someone else or give it to a child. Um, but normally I look for dolls that have hairstyles that I like that will look good out of the box, um, dresses that are beautiful or outfits that are really nice. Um, and, and back in the day, I had choices. I could go to the toy stores and look for dolls. I could go online mm-hmm. at eBay. eBay was reasonable back then. Shipping costs mm-hmm. were like 3 or $4. Now it's like $15, $20. I don't buy on eBay very much. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Like, it is. I remember. I remember my parents used eBay quite a lot when I was younger, um, and then we switched to. I don't know whether it's in America, but Gumtree, um, don't which is like it. a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a secondhand like thing. I think it's very Australian, um, and it. Uh, that's where we go to buy all our secondhand products. And then recently, like Mum and I have discovered Facebook Marketplace, but mm-hmm. it's been very interesting. Like watching like the rise and fall of ebay and almost as if and i don't like using the word but ebay sold out um to like the big companies yeah because like a lot of brands sell stuff through ebay as well become like amazon almost only like i said shipping prices are ridiculous now i don't even like to sell things on ebay because the shipping prices and their selling practices or their practices towards sellers is not generous mm-hmm. if, if if someone yeah. buys something from a seller and the person says oh the box had a scratch on it ebay might give them mm-hmm. back their money and take it away mm-hmm. from the seller even though i yeah. could have said that there were 15 scratches on the box yeah. they, they've done that regularly to people and so i just I, I don't sell there anymore if i sell it's usually in person so one yeah. place that i up until the current situation that we're all in um with covid up until then i would sell dolls at our annual conventions we have uh, annual conventions yeah. here in the U.S. I They were having them in, at one point. Somebody was doing something in Canada periodically. And I know that there is a group in Australia that tries to get together. I don't think they actually have a convention, but they do try to get together. Mm-hmm. And there's a group in Italy that does a doll convention. Um, but we do a doll convention here every year and have for a long time. I've been going mm-hmm. since 2005. And so I will buy or and or sell dolls and doll accessories at the convention. Depending on how close it is to here, I may sell more. If it's farther mm-hmm. away, I'll just bring things that are easy to travel with to sell. Um, yeah. But yeah, and that's where I buy a lot of the older dolls because mm-hmm. I can I can take a good look at them. I don't want to buy something on eBay that I can't see up mm-hmm. close. Yeah. You know, I can't play with it because I've done that and bought dolls with legs were falling off or one, they were glued on. So they didn't move <laughs> and you can't pose it. You can't, you know. So um, yeah. So Barbie Doll Conventions is a great place for us mm-hmm. crazy adult collectors. Approximately a thousand people at a time show up to uh, talk about dolls and buy and sell dolls. Wow. And so when you um when you've been collecting dolls, have you ever considered collecting dolls that weren't just Barbie dolls? So I do have some. I so I do like Disney. So I have some of the Disney Mm -hmm. dolls that have come out over the years, some of the princess Mm -hmm. dolls, a few character dolls. Um, And I also were big into Sailor Moon. So I have a lot of Sailor Moon dolls, which are, again, these are all still Barbie doll sized for the most part. Um, Yeah. Other than that, you know, stuffies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There might be a few stuffies here and there in the house. Um, But yeah, I've tried to not get too much into other dolls. Oh, one other doll I do collect, um, Dawn. She was a really tiny doll, um, like half the size of Barbie when I was a kid. They reproduced her about 15, 
or so years ago, someone came up and they reproduced oh, wow. all the original Dawns and then made some modern versions. And I collected as many of those as I could get a hold of, only because when I was a kid, I didn't have the money to buy every doll I wanted. I had what I had. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now I kind of, you know, go a little crazy at times. I don't just have the dolls. I buy the stuff to go with them. So lots of clothes. I mm-hmm. um, have doll yeah. houses, cases, and Barbie licensed items <laughs> <laughs> yes the barbie license is everywhere it's taking over the world it is i found um you mentioned that obviously you know as a child you couldn't have every barbie doll and i i don't know i've i've really been reflecting on this quite recently um about 12 months ago we got a new fridge in my parents place um and um I was very protective of the fridge. I was very excited that we had gotten a new fridge. <laughs> um, and my little siblings couldn't understand why. And so my mum and I were sitting down and we're having a conversation. I'm like, I can't understand why they aren't excited about a new fridge. It's a brand new fridge. Like, come on, get excited. And <laughs> mum goes, you do have to realise that we grew up, you know, without a lot of money at all. And like, yes, you know, we're well off now, but we weren't before. Um and it's very interesting that, you know, kids sometimes, and I feel like it's a younger kid thing, being the eldest of 10, I get to watch it all, but um, they kind of, like, don't understand that the value of money sometimes, and, like, mm-hmm. you, you can survive off almost nothing sometimes, um, and very it was very interesting it kind of opened my eyes uh and that comment just brought back all those memories of like you know we'd walk to um play group every week um mum and dad tell us stories of they used to turn the car on twice a week once to go shopping uh once to go to church um (laughs) so it was uh it's very interesting and i i i think it's very amazing that like with time like things get better in the end um and you you know you get to have like amazing people doing amazing things like you and your doll collection mm-hmm. which is awesome yeah yeah being poor grown up was not easy nope yeah um so what was the hardest barbie to buy for you hardest barbie hmm. so i haven't been highly challenged yet there are dolls that i want that i missed out on that I really mm-hmm. want. Um, one of them would be one of the Silkstone dolls. Um, Bar- Mattel came out about 20 years ago with these dolls that are a much heavier weight doll. They are almost... Oh, yeah. they're, so they're heavier weight, almost like the weight of a porcelain doll, but they're not. It's a hard, heavier, denser plastic. And they, they made that specifically for the adult collector community. And when they first came out, they were 100 to $150 at all, sometimes even mm-hmm. more. The basic ones were like 60 or 80, and then the ones in the fancy ball gowns were much more. So I had a challenge getting a hold of a few of those, and there's still one or two that have eluded me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someday, we'll see. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, a few of them were difficult to get. I would say one of them I ended up buying twice before it actually showed up on my doorstep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> The whole, is it coming, is it not coming exactly. um, dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, was a silk sound number. I think it was, hmm, I can't remember now. It was like 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember oh. which one it was, but I know it was one of the older Silkstone dolls that I have. Um, that was hard to still, the number ones are always going to elude me because I just can't afford $20,000 for a doll. Maybe if I sold everything else. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I find that very interesting because, 
like obviously with a lot of things there is a low barrier to entry but to be like successful successful or like renowned for what people do you've got to there's like a very steep very steep curve wow trying to do it like this way just i was like wow i'm like high-fiving myself this way. <laughs> yeah what people um, don't realize about the dolls is um so the dolls that are worth money are not the ones that people keep in their boxes and collect in their boxes it's the dolls that mm-hmm. were played with back in the 60s if they still look yeah. nice and that's the hard that's why it's yeah. so hard to find them because of course what do little kids do with dolls they cut their hair they put markers on their faces they chew the feet and the hands yeah. and so to find one that's in good shape that's everybody's challenge really mm. um, but yeah have you had much experience with like knockoff Barbie dolls i have a few I've, I've acquired a few or found a few. Yeah, there's one doll that I got that was like a Canadian version of um, one of the dolls. And it looks very mm-hmm. similar to a real, to a Barbie doll, but it's actually a Canadian fake doll. Um, yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm usually pretty good. And so, like, what do you, like, I don't know. I always got frustrated when I went through, like, the Lego box and I found the, the, the like, fake Lego, which was just not <laughs> quite right. Um <laughs> Do you ever like get frustrated in the fact, you know, are they is the market like flooded with fake Barbie dolls or It really isn't flooded with fake Barbie dolls. It is flooded with people who don't know what they have. So mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s, most Barbie dolls were stamped with a copyright that said 1966. Yeah. And so people would sell the doll and say it's a vintage doll from 1966, but actually it was a doll from like 1995. It mm-hmm, just yeah. was a body that was copyright, you know, that was made, yeah. originally designed in 1966. So there's a lot of people out there who will do that. And there are a lot of people who don't know any better who buy yeah. those dolls. I get calls from people all the time, friends of mine who are at antique fairs. Oh, I just saw this doll. Here's a picture of it. It says 1966. It's an antique. They want $200 for it. I'm like, yeah, no, you can get that at a garage sale for like five bucks. Don't bother yeah. <laughs> don't bother it's not a collectible um and it's not in good shape so it's not even worth the five bucks probably <laughs> and like i suppose like i'm bringing it all back around to adulting you've what were some of like the the skills you had to learn through like collecting barbie doll oh i mean as far as skills i would say just learning about the dolls because i mean just mm-hmm. because i grew up with a barbie doll doesn't mean i knew what i was looking for when i started out so there's a lot of books that i acquired did a lot of yeah. online research. And when I go to the shows, I have a couple of friends who are very much expert at mm-hmm. certain types of dolls. And I will bring them with me to go shopping. I would say, Kathy, can you come with me and show me what I'm looking for? Because I'd really like a Japanese exclusive. Or I've got mm-hmm. a friend who from California who collects insane amounts of dolls. She's not a social media person, which is why I couldn't bring her on with me or something. But she has an insane amount of dolls and she's very much into older dolls. So if I'm trying to see if one is worth the money, I would ask her her opinion. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. just just figuring out what is right. And sometimes, you know, in the past, I did spend too much for the wrong dolls. It it took a while to get get an idea of what I wanted, what was the right dolls for my collection. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what dolls are the right dolls for my collection as I sit by a a stack of vintage Ken dolls that are all sitting here naked because I'm not sure what to do with them right now. (laughs) (laughs) I always found it so hard to like, put the the clothes on the Barbie or the Ken dolls because it was, I don't know, the hands always seemed to be in the wrong position and it would, like, catch on something tiny. Yep. Um, 
And too many times I've like ripped something because I've just gotten frustrated and I just pulled it up. Yep. We've all done um, that. <laughs> yeah, it's very like a, a child, very childish reaction to like, it's not working, pull harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, sorry. Um, haggling. Uh, I, I am like, I'm not a very good haggler. My father is much better than I am. Um, so we, we normally leave that stuff to him. But have you ever had to, oh, have, have you like had a lot of experience like haggling down prices or? A little bit, not a lot. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. talk to people and say, you know, I really like this doll. I want it, but the price is a little steep. And that's when I bring my mm-hmm. experts in to say, you know, this is what the doll really is worth. Um, yeah. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know, there are dealers out there who sell things at a reasonable price. And then there mm-hmm. are some Barbie dealers out there who sell things at ridiculous prices. I avoid those people like the plague. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are certain dealers I won't even talk to um, because they just charge exorbitantly high prices for basic stuff. Do they, like, do they must have people who buy it then if they're they, selling it at that price. They do. That's the sad part. There are people out there who'll be like, oh, I only buy from this deal. I'm like, yeah, but they mark everything up $5 more mm-hmm. or $10 more than anybody else. Oh, but she always takes good care of me. I'm like, you know what? Not for nothing, but if they're charging more money, they're not taking good care of anyone but themselves. So I just mm-hmm. won't do it. Um, I, I yeah. look for the best price and I will, like, when we go to like I said, the convention is where I do a lot of shopping. I will go from room to room where there's dolls for sale and write things down and say, okay, I found this doll that I wanted here for this price, and I found it in this other room for that price until I find a price that's within what I'm willing to pay for it. And that's either where I buy it or I'll go back to the room that had the best price. Um, But yeah, it's a matter of shopping around. And some people don't bother. They just walk into the room with this big dealer who has everything and they get caught up. They get caught up in all the eye candy because it can be amazing if that's what you're into. You know, for someone Mm -hmm. who likes video games, it'd be like walking into like a video game store that's fully stocked and you're just like, oh, my God, a wall of video games, you know? Um, Yeah. It's that way. You're just walking into a room and literally floor to ceiling dolls and it can be overwhelming. My first convention, it was very overwhelming for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, like, turning up to like... I went, recently went to the Lifeline Book Fest and we were chatting about it on the Discord. Um, and I think I got about 17 books for $30, which mm-hmm. is a steal. Um, and they're all secondhand, of course, you know, whatever, whatever. But, like, I walked in there and it was 4 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon and the place was wall-to-wall books. Like, this nice. is like a, a, three halls of a convention centre, which normally hosts, like, three different like either galas or balls or showcases or trade shows um books just books and books and books i spent two hours there and it was five hours too short i should have spent (laughs) another five hours just looking through the books (laughs) i would have done that back in the day also i loved books i still love books but i I just can't read them very well anymore i get tired and sleepy when i try to read (laughs) <gasps> yeah, I'm not, but, I'm not very good at sitting down and reading books, but I really like 
my family has, you know, a very large bookcase with lots of books. Um, and so a lot of the books I read as a child, I actually don't have with me anymore. So I was like, well, you know, there's these books I want that I've had as a child or like these series that I always borrowed from the library, but I actually mm-hmm. want my own physical copy so I can just do whatever I want to that book. Um, and it's like, it's very refreshing to now have like a cupboard of books that I can always go to if I need something or want to sit down and actually read a physical book on the odd occasion that I have the brain space to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And like, did you ever like get backlash for like collecting dolls where the people go, you shouldn't be collecting dolls at all or... Oh, sure. I mean, my husband doesn't exactly love the collection. He's gotten used to it over the years. He doesn't really have a choice. (laughs) You know, other people think it's kind of family members. Some of them think it's kind of, you know, childish. And I say, you know what? No, because we all have our interests. You know, Mm -hmm. we all have things we like. I also, you know, back in the day, I collected books. I had a lot of books, too. Um, Mm -hmm. But they were just collecting dust, and I figured it would be better to give them to someone who appreciates them. Um, The dolls I appreciate. I will say that there are days when I don't come in here for a little bit, and then there are days I'm in here for Mm -hmm. hours just rearranging things and changing their clothes and looking at them and taking pictures and whatnot. And have you ever had to try to, like, move with all those dolls? So... Yes and no. We when I first the first time I we moved from I had dolls. I didn't have a lot. I probably had like maybe forty or fifty. Uh, okay. So we moved that. But um, when we first moved into the house we have now, it was much smaller, and the dolls were housed in the, our basement. And mm-hmm. I think a few years into the house, we had a flood, and <gasps> no. so all the dolls had to quickly move upstairs very very quickly move upstairs a few dolls got damaged in the process unfortunately but most of them survived um and at that point i probably had like three or four hundred not a lot i mean a lot but not really a lot to me um the next time we had to move dolls was when we put an addition on our house i put them in storage Mm -hmm. for about a year while we put an addition on the house we added a doll room so when they came in i had a place to put what i thought was going to be all of the dolls (laughs) it turned out (laughs) the room was sorely too small um, we had a bigger room that was planned for the dolls, but I decided to be very nice and give the bigger room to Charlie instead of the dolls. Mm-hmm. I regret that some days. <laughs> maybe maybe when Charlie moves out, eventually you just have two doll rooms. <laughs> There's been talk of that. There's also been talk of eventually moving into a place that has um, different spaces where the dolls could go. But yeah, there's been talk yeah. about, you know, when and if Charlie gets their own place taking out the closet and just having literally yeah. one room go into the next and all dolls. I don't know if that'll happen. That's just a pipe dream, but then I could get them all on display and it'd be wonderful. Of course, yeah, Charlie needs to the... take their dolls with them. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the biggest hurdle there is Charlie moving out, which I don't think Charlie wants to at this stage. <laughs> Not yet. Um, Although there's yeah. talk, there's talk, you know, eventually moving oh, in with friends. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a big hurdle. Like, and it's a big mental it took me six months to be mentally ready to move out after thinking about it for six months. Um, even then, I don't feel re- ready to, like, I'm moving again in another month. Um, and I don't feel ready to, um, my place is a mess. I've got to, like, clean up so much before I leave. Um, and so, you, you mentioned, like, the flooding. Has there been other, like, incidents where you've gone, oh, no, I've damaged these and, like, gotten really worried I, I really when we put them in storage for almost a year i was concerned that they would be damaged because the place that i had them they were all packed as best i could and they were packed in you know sealed plastic containers and whatnot but it wasn't climate controlled 
like I would have preferred. So it got cold in the winter, it got hot in the summer, and I expected to open up the boxes and find dolls that were melted or split or damaged. The only damage that I found in any of the dolls over time is that certain materials that Mattel used to um, design the dolls have degraded. Mm -hmm. Elastic bands holding hairstyles and things like that degrade, regardless of the environment they're in. But yeah, yeah, we got lucky. I didn't have any other issues except for that one flood. Um, I've been mm-hmm. very, very lucky. Um, right now, they're in the safest space in the house. Nice upstairs room that no one goes in except for me, <laughs> unless I'm giving a tour. Uh, yeah. Even Charlie doesn't come in here, really, unless I'm giving a tour or something. Yeah. And so when you like, when you do eventually, um, would you ever like go, enough's enough, I'm not going to collect anymore? Or? To the point, at this point, I'm very picky. Nowadays, mm-hmm. I only pick up, I only buy a couple of new dolls a year. I haven't been to a convention in a couple of years because of COVID. So that yeah. may change. Next year, I may buy some more dolls when we finally get together, if that's possible. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, at this point, I'm trying to slowly figure out what dolls I want to keep and what dolls I want to mm-hmm. get rid of. So I'm, I'm preparing to eventually sell a good chunk of the collection so that I can just appreciate what I have. I don't buy often. And I'll be honest, in the early years, I liked the play dolls that Mattel put out on um, the ones mm-hmm. you could get at Target and Walmart and the toy stores. Nowadays, they're crap. <laughs> to be quite they're honest, terrible. they're all the quality of the dolls in the last 10 years are just so terrible. Um, the collector dolls yeah. are still coming up pretty decent. Most of the time, every so often, like the holiday dolls look kind of terrible as well. But for the most mm-hmm. part, it's the, the dolls that you can easily get in the stores that are all, they're just terrible quality. They, they no longer make substantial bodies. They're hollow. The, the mm-hmm. clothes don't always wrap around the outfit. Like it, it, the front has a design and the back has no design. Or the hair yeah. only looks good in the box. The minute you take it out of the box, you see it's got a bald spot or it's yeah. missing hair. It's just, it's sad. It's, it's really sad. And I know, you know, they've gotten into all of these trying to be inclusive which i think inclusivity is really important in many ways but the last thing i want is a fat barbie doll maybe that's because to me barbie's always been the ideal of what i'm not (laughs) you know she wears the clothes that i could never wear she has the boyfriend that i didn't have she drives the car that everybody wants she she's an ideal she's not a real person Mm -hmm. So to now see Barbie as being short and chubby or tall and chubby or, you know, different things, Mm -hmm. that's just not me. Other people like those dolls, and that's why they make different kinds of dolls, but I'm not buying them. I went to one convention Mm -hmm. where they actually gave us an overweight doll as a gift, and I was like, this doll is going to be sold eventually. Not for any other reason, and it's just not my thing. Mm. And it's very interesting you make that point because you've actually, like, distilled what I was thinking about when when a lot of those inclusivity things were making news. And I I was thinking, you know, Barbie is just what I'm not. And if we can accept that Barbie isn't real and Barbie doesn't have, like, of course, children and things like that, you've got to to take into account that children don't understand that sometimes – but yet again, I'm always surprised at children and how smart they are. Um, but, like, if we can understand that like, Barbie isn't real and isn't going to, you know, represent reality very well, then sometimes I go, no, nah, I don't don't need... Uh, like, I don't feel a huge desire to then make Barbie... I understand, like, maybe people of colour and things like that. Oh, absolutely. But body sizes. Yeah, but like body sizes and things, I 
I, I don't know. I, I struggle with that because then it makes it too real and it gets like a bit worrying. And then, you know, Mattel wants to make more and more Barbie. So obviously, you know, the more they make, the lower the quality is going to be. Um, and at least in my, in my mind, that's how it works. Yeah. The other thing that I think it, it hurts, at least for someone like myself, I have fashions from generations. Mm-hmm. And while there are variations and some fashions don't fit for some dolls, usually a certain amount of fashions from each generation fit the dolls from that generation. And with these new mm-hmm. dolls, I mean, each doll has a different fit of clothing. So really, I mean, they're making money off everything because if you were a kid, you'd have to have the clothes for the fat doll and the clothes mm-hmm. for the short doll and the clothes for the tall doll, and the cl- you know? Yeah. And I just think that's a lot of clothes. I like the fact that my dolls can switch clothes. I can take a doll out from 1966 and put an outfit on it that's from a doll from today. Maybe. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe from, like, the 70s or the 80s, but still. So, you know, you can, you can share some of the clothes, and it, it just makes for interesting combinations where some of these newer dolls are harder to dress in that regards. And like I said... It's just not me. I mean, I have some of the modern dolls. I, I bought some yeah. in the early years when Kmart came out with, like, the doll with the shaved side of her hair. I liked that doll, so I bought that doll. A couple of the others. Yeah. But like I said, when I took them out of the box, I realized that the quality was so poor um, mm. that I just don't feel the need to buy more of them. I really mm. don't. And it's you unfortunate. Yeah. You mentioned collector's dolls. Um, it does, like, Mattel still release like collector's dolls separate to what they put in like the in like the toy shops so yes they do usually have collector dolls um there aren't as many now but they do still have some they come out and some of them will show up in the stores a lot of them will show up on amazon and on the websites Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know like they came out with dolls uh for the wonder woman movies that came out and those are more of a collector Mm -hmm. doll they were better quality made doll um and that's why i say collectible because it's a better quality made doll than the ten dollar twelve dollar ones you're getting at target um they came out with dolls they're still coming out with this is supposed to be the last year of the silk stones or last year was but they still seem to keep making them (laughs) um they come out with reproductions of the dolls from the 60s 70s and every so often they come out with you know and as they come out with these reproduction dolls um they're a better quality doll again than the ones you're seeing in the regular retail shops they have the holiday doll collection that they still put out and i will question the quality of them because some of the fashion looks like it's just Mm -hmm. not up to snuff anymore but yeah. yeah, I mean, there are definitely some dolls that come out that are definitely of a higher quality. And again, the only reason for someone like myself to keep them in a box is simply for spacing. <laughs> if I need to pack away yeah. 50 dolls, it's easier to pack away boxes of dolls and to individually tissue wrap each doll. <laughs> and <Yes>. with 1,500, <laughs> uh, you know, approximately 13 to 1,500 dolls, I just can't unbox them all. It would be unboxing no. for weeks and months. <laughs> but yeah. It reminds me of, I don't know whether you've heard of the YouTuber Simply Nailogical. Um, she's got this massive wall of nail polishes behind her. And during uh, COVID last year, she decided that she was going to rearrange it with her boyfriend, rearrange them into rainbow order instead of brand order. And then about a month later, she got bored with it and it didn't look as nice as she thought it was going to look. So she then rearranged it all again. And she's got like a similar amount. I just went, whoa, that is just way too many yeah. um, things to like rearrange. It is a lot. In my head. 
It is a lot. And when I try to rearrange the doll room, it takes days just to redo a couple of shelves sometimes because, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to move something off this shelf, then I need to find a place for it on another shelf and on and on. And it can be a lot. Like I'm in the middle right now of trying to rearrange a few things and it's taken a lot of work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's a very ADHD (laughs) mentality as well. You go... I've got to take this, oh, but I've got to put it over there. So I've got to like rearrange that one. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, three hours later, you still haven't moved the original doll, but like you've still kind of like made progress. And with the ADHD, Um, you sit down and start dressing the doll and say, oh, let's play dolls for a little bit. (laughs) Take some pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Have you ever like made clothes for your dolls before? When I was a kid, a friend showed me how to make clothes. I cannot sew. So she showed me how to cut clothes. Now, this was the 70s, so calf tans and crazy-looking loungewear was popular. So literally just cutting pieces of fabric in different ways to drape it over the doll and tying a, a ribbon around the waist to make a belt or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, yeah, no. I did try once to make doll clothes. It did not work out. I'm very good at shopping. So, like, sometimes for convention, we will do um, dolls as gifts for friends. And I will go online and find clothes that I like and then find dolls that I like to put them on. And I've made accessories. One year, we I decorated yeah. dolls to be witches and I made the hats and I painted the shoes and made, like, a spell book and a wand for every doll. Someone else made the dresses. <laughs> I could not make the dresses. <laughs> and they weren't elaborate either. I just cannot sew at all. Wow, yeah. No, I... I don't know. I I always forget that people can't sew. Um, I I always like make the assumption that people can, um, only because my father taught us from a very young age. Not my mother. My mother doesn't like sewing. It's my father's father's thing. Mum goes something needs to be sewed. It either goes to my mother or my husband. Like nowhere else. <laughs> um, which I f- find is very weird. Um, when I tell people that like my father does the sewing in the house, it goes. I go really? Like, yeah, no. Mum does everything else. <laughs> what has been like your favorite mashup that you've done? Like old clothes on new dolls, or like new clothes on old dolls? Oh, let me see here. Is she in here? I don't even know if I can find the doll. So. There was a reproduction doll that I found. I put some older clothes on. She was a reproduction of a, like a 1970s or 80s doll. And I put some vintage 1970s clothes on her and she mm-hmm. just looked fabulous to me. Um, uh, but I think it was a PJ. PJ is one of my favorite face molds for older Barbie dolls. She's just got this really cute little face. Pudgy cheeks. Yeah. Just adorable. Um, but yeah, so I, I've done some of those combinations. Um, I have... I'm trying to think of what else I have. I have like vintage dolls or reproduction dolls that I put in more modern clothes too. There's a couple of people out there who... There are designers out there who will make doll clothes. Like high-end doll clothes. Like 50, 60, 100 dollars yeah. an outfit. And I've bought some of those and put, you know, a, a doll that looks like it's from the 1950s into an outfit that's more modern and chic. But a lot of modern chic clothes also could be vintage because modern chic is classic. You know, these kind of mm-hmm. clothes are classic. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't have a lot, but I do have a few that I've done that. I can't yeah. put my finger on her right now because this room is so packed. like as soon as you move your head i'm like oh it's like it looks reasonable and then you move your head sideways and i'm like oh there's a lot there's a lot oh wow (laughs) there's a lot and i'm looking at a whole wall of dolls as well um there's a whole wall in front of me of dolls yeah (laughs) it's like 
horrible for podcasting, but visually, I yeah. assure you, listeners, it looks amazing. Um, but yeah, so when you when you like decide to make buy a doll, like what are you considering other than like do I like it? Uh, so I'm looking for the quality. I really like a quality mm-hmm. doll. I one of the dolls um, types of things that people are doing nowadays is dolls with like um, articulation. So the hands mm-hmm. and the arms. I'm not a fan of that. I like my dolls to not have articulation for the most part because it you see the joints. I don't like seeing yeah. joints. Back when I was a kid, bendable leg dolls, the bend was inside. It broke, which is why they don't like to do that anymore. I get it. Yeah, They would break a lot, but it looked better because you didn't see the joints. And I'm not a fan of seeing the joints and the arms and the legs. So I look for that. Once in a while, mm-hmm. if the dolls dress properly, I'll buy it, even if it has the joints. But most of the time, mm-hmm. I'm looking for no joints. I'm looking for an outfit that's, you know, you not, I would say unique. There's, you know, a couple of years ago, they came out with like five or six dolls in succession every like six months or so. It looked like it had the same outfit on just in different colors. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't want that doll. I bought one and I'm like, I'm not going to buy them all because it's the same outfit. They gave it different names and they tried to call it something else, but it looked like the same outfit to me. I want an mm-hmm. outfit that I like, uh, you know, something that's classic or something that's a big poofy dress. Yes, I love big poofy dresses on dolls. I do not wear dresses um, unless it's a formal occasion, but I love them on my dolls. So a big poofy dress is nice, good good hairstyles is what I'm looking for and a good price. I'm looking for a good price Mm -hmm. too. I've only spent a lot of money on one doll ever. It was a designer doll. I spent $800 on it. (laughs) That was the most I've ever spent on a doll, but it was a designer doll. It was quite fabulous. She had like crazy black hair with big, bright, bold green streaks in it. And it was fabulous. Had to have it. Wow, that's awesome. And so, you know, what is a good price for a Barbie doll nowadays. So the average collectible doll that's modern is going to be anywhere between fifty and a hundred dollars. Um, if you're looking mm. for something that's a little older, depending on the rarity, it could be more. Right now, the market is not doing so well, and I think that's mm-hmm. partly the economy, partly the fact that Mattel's quality has declined. So it affects the collectible market. Even though the collectible dolls aren't really part of the decline in the quality, it affects the market mm-hmm. as a whole because people stop collecting. Um, yeah, I think COVID hasn't helped because collectors aren't spreading spreading around as much and aren't interacting as much. And let's face it, those conventions that we do are really a way to motivate people to open their pockets and buy more dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so a collectible doll, I'll usually spend between you know fifty and a hundred dollars for a decent collectible doll. Um, Sometimes a little more if it's something that's older and in great condition. Sometimes mm-hmm. less if I'm lucky enough to get a good deal. I look for good deals. Um, yeah. I don't care about box condition. Some people really worry about a doll being in a great looking box. As I said, a lot of the more expensive quality collectible dolls are dolls that look good that don't have a box. Because if it looks good in a box, that's great. But if it's been played with and still looks good, that shows quality. That shows the doll yeah. really has a good quality to it, and yeah, that that that's definitely something that, uh, like, if it's been used and it's good, good quality. Like the phone I bought, wow, that was a year ago. Wow, um, I bought myself a new phone, um, and I was like, you know, I don't ever buy anything brand new. Um, so, um, 
I grabbed the phone. Uh, I looked, was looking for a phone. And I found this one. It was like basically in brand new condition, but he'd been using it for a year. I was like, you know, if it's good quality and it, you know, I don't care if it doesn't have a charging cable or um, headphones or anything, I'll buy the phone outright because there's no point in like buying something that is not great quality, but with the rest of the frills and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that sometimes you have to like really go, do I really want this? Or like, are you pretty like, oh, I want this or, oh, I don't want this. Oh, I waffle a lot. I waffle a lot. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I, you know, you, like I said, you walk into a room and there's like a giant pile of dolls, just floor to ceiling, wall to wall. These are, this, this convention, they do this in the hotel rooms. So you walk in a hotel mm-hmm. room and all the whole room is just dolls. And yeah, you get, it's eye candy. It's like, oh my God, I want this and I want that. And then you think, well, do I really need that? Do I really mm-hmm. want that? There's like two dolls out there that I really want that I'm still looking for a good price on. And so when I go to convention, yeah. I'll be like, oh, this doll is great, but it's not the one I'm looking for and I shouldn't spend the money on it. So I'm not going to today. And it's hard because, you know, and with the vintage dolls, like I said, unless I have an expert with me, I try not to, even though I want them. <laughs> yeah. I have I have an affinity for certain dolls and I, I see when I'm like, oh, I just need to take that doll home and love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so have you like recovered some of the dolls from your childhood? Like some of the dolls that you would have had when you were a child that you had to give away? Yep. Yep. I have pretty much uh, versions of all of them. My my favorite doll. Wow. My, the first doll I remember getting was a Malibu Barbie. I got it on my fourth birthday. And I have a couple mm-hmm. Malibu Barbies. I remember having a Sweet 16 Barbie doll. I have the original Sweet 16 or a, a version of it. I also have another version that was um, a special edition. I have a Canadian edition. So uh, yeah, I just, I love those dolls. Um, when I was mm-hmm. older, I traded a doll. I don't even remember what doll I traded. It might have been Quick Curl Barbie to a friend for a fashion photo doll, which was really cool because she moved. There was like a little thing yeah. and she would move and it was really funny. Um, her arms and she had these really cool outfit changes and very disco looking back then and so that that i managed to replace her with a couple different dolls um Mm -hmm. over the years and i just you know yeah i and i collected also the ones that i wanted and never got because i didn't have any of barbie's family i never had ken dolls i never had her sister skipper or her cousin francie i never had a pj doll and i love pj so I have collected a bunch of those as well over the years in the yeah. same generation. I mean, my generation for loving dolls was the 70s and very mm-hmm. early 80s. So most of them are 1970s dolls. And yeah, I've managed to yeah. get a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But like you've kind of, it's almost like it's come full circle now. You mm-hmm. you had to give away the dolls when you were 12, but now you've gotten them all back. And you're like, ha, 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 I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did try rather unsuccessfully to get a hold of some of the um other doll items i had because i had at one point one year for christmas my parents got me the townhouse and there was a pool set um i have tried to acquire Mm. those the townhouse came in terrible condition and the pool set was shipped to me by an ebay seller in its original box so it was destroyed upon arrival it was a hard plastic Mm. set and it was shipped yeah. in its original box, so it was smushed and it was completely cracked. Um, mm. I still have it, but it's not displayable. It, it yeah. could be repaired, but it would always look like it's been repaired. But I do have some of the accessories, yeah. which I like, that go with it. Um, but it was really cool. It was a big pool patio set with a little cabana and lounge chairs. And like I said, 
acquiring stuff, especially through eBay, you just don't know what you're going to get. Some dealers pack everything mm-hmm. nicely with packing peanuts in a box, and some people literally throw a plastic or a brown paper bag around a doll box and put it in the mail. Yeah, yeah. I could never do that, even if I was like shipping something simple. Like I recently went to the post office to ship um, seventy bucks to mail it over to the United States. Oh wow. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, um, there's a real problem with the uh, the postage system here in Australia because it's so cheap over everywhere internationally to post things. But our like national post carrier, Australia Post, which partially owned by the government, um, really struggles because it has to serve everywhere. Things are quite expensive to send in, just in general, mm-hmm. even if you're sending it like within Metro because. That also partially covers for the price to send things rurally as well, which take a lot more time and energy and effort. Um, and because we don't, our population spread centers aren't spread out as evenly as they are in the United States. Not to say the population centers are evenly spread out anyway. Um, we, you know, have to charge a lot more. But then, like, if you send something from America to here, it's going to ch- cost a lot less. Um, but we, like the Australia Post, don't get that money. So, like, you get a whole bunch of packages coming in from the US, but, like, Australia Post doesn't get, like, the money they need to keep going, mm-hmm. even though they have to, like, continue to send these packages. Um, it's interesting because they've gotten into the business uh, packaging game as well. Um, and uh, so, like, big companies will partner with them uh, instead of, like, FedEx or UPS or um, DHL. Um which means that, like, they're the preferred, like, sender for things. Um, I do vividly remember um, we went to Tokyo and they send you the physical, like, rail passes in the mail. Mm-hmm. And it came in this FedEx folder. I'm like, oh, FedEx? Like, who sends things with FedEx? And then I realized it had come from Japan. And so, obviously, it went through FedEx instead of whatever uh, their national mail service is. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I would never... I've sent a lot, lot of packages with my mum because uh, mum sells things secondhand a lot. Um, and um, even the package I sent, I was like, I've got to make sure it's sealed properly and that there's no way that this box is going to open. Um, I, I, like, it's just, I understand people who would like just put a brown paper bag around it. Yeah. That's terrible. I, as someone who was actually supposedly a dealer owning a doll shop who sent me something uh. wrapped in a brown paper bag. Literally. And of course, it came in completely smushed. Again, box quality isn't important to me for the most part, but I hated having to take the doll out of the box just to make sure it wasn't destroyed. You know what I mean? Because the the box was completely smushed. The doll was fine. Thank God. But... Yeah, and even sometimes, like, the box isn't going to be the most protective thing for that as well. Because, obviously, you know, Barbie dolls, when they shipped to, you know, stores and things, would be in, like, a bigger box. And Mm -hmm. so, obviously, would be protected anyway. Disney uses, Um, I mean, Mattel uses, like, heavy, thick, insulated cardboard boxes to outside wrap these dolls and sometimes yeah. they're, mul- mul- they're multiple boxes like if i order a doll from mattel it'll be within mm. a box then they'll be packing peanuts and another box so it's usually double mm. boxed on top of the doll display box because they're display boxes yeah. so they're not made to be used as a shipping box they're display boxes um mm-hmm. you know when you yeah. put them in retail stores they're to make them look beautiful on the shelves so but yeah, yeah postage is fun. and so <laughs> Yeah, and so when you, like, 
when you go around and you like, are there like doll stores around to like the physical doll stores? Obviously, you know, toy stores aren't very much a thing anymore. Yeah. Here in the part of the country that I live in, there are not, unfortunately. I know there were a few people in the area over the years who have tried to open doll shops. I just, it's not the right market for it. Um, even Mattel has tried opening up their own shops out there in California. They did one in Texas, and those aren't always doing well either. So mm-hmm. for a long time, most of the doll shops, per se, have been online shops. Um, yeah. I, I, I have to be honest, I don't think, other than going to a, Michelle, a, a Mattel outlet store, I've ever actually been in a doll shop that featured Barbies. I've been into you know antique stores that have lots of porcelain dolls and things like that. But for the most mm-hmm. part... Unless you live in California, which is where Barbie was originally from, you're yeah. not going to find a lot of shops for dolls in this area. Yeah. It's really hard. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of like sad because it'd be really great if there was the healthy mm-hmm. movement of dolls around the country. Yeah. There used to be doll shows. Um, um, mm-hmm. Less and less of doll shows with Barbies over the years, especially, again, up here in the Northeast. There's there's so many other things that people are doing with dolls. There might be a toy show that'll have one or two dealers featuring Barbies. But for the most part, mm-hmm. it's going to be other dolls. Sometimes I'm lucky and I find them at a Comic-Con. Um, mm-hmm. And if I see something that I want at a good price at a Comic-Con, I'll buy it. But I will check eBay and Amazon to make sure the price is reasonable before I'll even consider mm-hmm. buying it. You know, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah. And... I suppose, like, when you have the time and the ability to do so, you know, why not Why not collect dolls? Um, do you find that there's, like, a, is the community of, like, Barbie doll collecting growing? Or, um, you know, what way are you seeing it trending? I think it ebbs and flows. So, right now, there's a lot, like, with the convention that we have, we, we have one coming up. It's going to be a virtual one for the first time, or... They did an attempt at a virtual one last year. It's going to be much more virtual this year. Um, and there is always new collectors joining the conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that there's a lot of new collectors getting into dolls right now. I'm going to say we're probably on the low end of that. Again, I think part of the problem is Mattel's quality of the retail. I mean, the retail outlets that we have don't even have many dolls to begin with. And then what they have yeah. is pretty terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. so if you're a collector, you have to start doing all of your research online, which, you know, Mm -hmm. again, you've got to deal with shipping costs unless you're, you know, finding good deals on Amazon. You've got to deal with, uh, you know, quality control of the dolls. Are you getting dolls that are new? Are you getting dolls that are damaged? Um, and I think that makes it hard for the collectors to really come when we do a, when we do a convention or if there's a doll show, people from the community come as well. So say there's a convention going on next year, there'll be one in Chicago. There'll be people who mm-hmm. live in Chicago who aren't as involved in the collecting community who will come and check mm-hmm. it out. And usually new collectors are found at those events. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say right now it's probably on the downturn just because of the quality mm-hmm. of what's out there. It's not bringing in new people. Yeah. Uh, and um, That's obviously something that happens with a lot of uh, things. Um, have you, like, met other... Like, have you... <laughs> I've got to, like, word this question very, like, specifically. Otherwise, I'm, like, I'm trying, being a journalist here, trying to get the right answer out of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, have there been people around that have tried to, like, go, you're not a real Barbie doll collector because you haven't collected, like, this doll or X amount of dolls? Oh, or yes. Dolls? There are people out there who think that if you don't, if you, if not, so... 
There are different types of Barbie doll collectors. There are people who will、mm-hmm. only collect the dolls from the late 50s, early 60s. That's all they will、mm-hmm. collect. And if you're not collecting those, then they don't consider you to be the same level of collector there. Now, I'm not going to say most people who collect vintage are like that, but there are some people who are like that. Oh, well, if a number one isn't your fantasy doll, then why are you collecting? There are other collectors、mm-hmm. out there who just want all the superhero dolls and all the modern pop culture dolls, and they don't even care if they don't like those older dolls. Ask Charlie. Charlie has a doll collection. She, you know, sometimes Charlie likes the dolls, sometimes. The dolls aren't the most popular thing, but more into pop culture dolls than the vintage dolls. And there、mm-hmm. are people out there who'll be like, oh, well, the doll boxing. That's another big thing.、Mm-hmm. You're not a real collector if you don't keep your dolls in the box because they're not collectible that way. Or there's others who say, well, you're not a real collector if you don't take them out of the box because you're not enjoying them that way. There are people、yeah. who do it just for investment, there are others who just do it for the love. It's, it's terrible. I collect a little of everything. Some are in the box,、mm-hmm. some are out of the box. I've got dolls as old as 1962, up to dolls that I bought last year. You know? Yeah. It, so I just think, yeah, there's always a snob out there who'll say you're not a real collector if you don't like this kind of doll. And、mm-hmm. I ignore them because they're wrong. You know, I've got a friend who only collects Japanese、yeah. exclusives. She doesn't tell me I'm not a good collector because I don't, but sh- that's what she collects.、Mm-hmm. And I suppose because the. Like the collection of Barbie dolls, you know, from inception through to today is so diverse and there's so many. And obviously, you know, the world is a diverse place. You know, you can't be the perfect collector. And I struggle when people don't understand <laughs> that you can't be perfect.、No. It's like, I'm trying my best here. You don't have to, like, tell me I'm doing it wrong.、Um, there's no one way to do it. There really isn't.、Yeah. You, you buy what you like. And you buy it because you want to. If you want to do it for investment,、mm-hmm. do it for investment. I don't recommend it because, just like anything else, value is relative、mm-hmm. to what someone is willing、yeah. to pay for it today. Today, something could be worth $100, tomorrow, it could be worth $15. Same item,、mm-hmm. just because someone's willing to pay $100 today and no one's willing to pay more than $15 tomorrow.、Um, yeah. yeah, it's, I just, you gotta buy what you love, you gotta collect what you、mm-hmm. love, and if you don't love it, get rid of it, give it to someone else who'll appreciate it. Yep. On that note, thank you so much, Carrie,、sure. for being on Content and Capable. <laughs> Thanks、um, for having me. Wh- yeah.、Um, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> so, I have、um, an Instagram account. It's Travel Planning by Carrie, where I post stuff about my trips,、um, deals that might be going on at different places that I travel to、um, because I'm a travel agent.、Um, I know that we have Fandoms Gone Wrong on Instagram. Do not ask me all of them because I don't remember, but that's, our, <laughs> that's the podcast that Charlie and I do, which is basically about the different types of media that we enjoy books, movies, TV, and whatever.、Um, that's where it can be found for the most part. Yeah. Cool.、Um, and that, has there been any media that you've been consuming that、um, you want to plug?、Um, well, I just, I'm almost done watching the second season of Titan, which I really、oh. enjoy. It's the live action post Teen Titans television show.、Uh, I know there's been people who love it, people who don't. I really, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to season three coming out shortly. But I've been watching that for the last three days <laughs> straight. Wow. I, I, do,、um, I do remember loving Teen Titans, so I'm going to have to go and check that one out.、Um, so、uh, you can find me at、um, sam.the.journalist on Instagram and TikTok, and samobjournalist on Twitter.、Um, obviously, you can follow the podcast at content 
the letter N capable on Twitter and content and capable pod maybe on Instagram. It's all in the show notes. Like to be honest, I'm <laughs> terrible at remembering all the socials. Me um, too. And the thing I'm going, yeah, <laughs> you and I are just like, what a mood. Um, and the thing I'm going to plug today is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I have been really enjoying, um, and I can't wait for season eight to come out. Um, by the time that this episode is released, um, season eight should be out. Um, and I cannot wait for um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, I only started watching it like three years ago, but just pure, just, makes me happy. It's my happy place. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Anyway, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Carrie. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on at another time to talk about more things um, because you're such a wealth of knowledge. (laughs) Thank you for having me again. It was great. Thank you for listening to Content and Capable. You can follow the podcast socials at Content, the letter N, Capable, on Instagram and Twitter. You can send a super boring email to us through contentandcapablepod at gmail.com. The art was done by Opia. You can follow them on opia underscore art on Instagram. Opia is spelled O-P-I-A. Feel free to message them about making art for your project. Our music was written, recorded, and edited by Nora Strauss-Riggs. You can find Nora at Kane underscore I, that's I as in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. I'm proud to be a part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features the Restricted section, a chapter-by-chapter Harry Potter pod with lots of spoilers all the time, the Movie Night Crew, join some friends as they react to some terrible, some meh, and some really great movies, Of the Eldest Gods, a chapter-by-chapter Rick Riordan pod full of myths and legends, My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast that follows the true hero of Avatar The Last Airbender, the Cabbage Cart Guy, and Fandom's Gone Wrong, a show that discusses all things fandoms. Hello, you awesome nerds out there. Yes, you. Have I got the podcast for you. We've got pop culture, swearing, and all the immature jokes you could ask for. We'll take you on a journey through TV shows, movies, books, and maybe a video game someday. And we'll tell you how they all went wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this is Fandoms Gone Wrong. New episodes every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Content and Capable is a podcast all about answering the question, how do you adult? Don't forget to rate and review it on your favorite podcatcher, and I will see you next Monday for another episode. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Ah, oh, cool. I'm going to stop the recording before my computer explodes.